Welcome to Starting Blank. Today's guest is one of the top creators on LinkedIn and is dedicated to helping others find their internal greatness by reconnecting their why so they can speak through their purpose. She started out as a financial planner, working her way up in the ranks in the financial world when she found herself wanting more. She quit her job to build her business from the ground up in 2018, leveraging LinkedIn to grow her business. She grew her network from 500 followers to over 80,000 followers and more than 10 million organic views on her content in less than two years. Her journey has been anything but easy. And on today's episode, we're going to dive into the advice she wishes she knew when first getting started. Welcome to the show, Tima Alaya. Thank you so much, Sam. What a beautiful introduction. That was so well, so well written and so well spoken. So thank you. That that really fills my heart. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you, Tima. We've we've been connected for what, give or take a year and a half. So I'm super excited to mm-hmm. finally uh, get connected with you um, in almost face to face, the the 2020 mm-hmm. version of face to face over Zoom here. <laughs> That's right. Um, so again, I I just want to say I appreciate uh, you taking the time to hop on this quick podcast. It's my pleasure. Thank you for, for inviting me to come along. Absolutely. So um, this podcast is really centered around advice you wish you knew uh, growing up or just really when you were first starting your career or your journey through entrepreneurship and content and uh, really just this whole self-development journey. So I'll just kick it straight off into asking you, what's really that main uh, lesson you've learned along this way that you really wish you knew when uh, you were first starting out? that whatever I was doing had to have real meaning to me and I had to feel very, very aligned to whatever it is I chose to do. And I'm not talking about passion and I'm not talking about having to love what you do because I do believe that you can cultivate that over time, but really feeling as though that whatever it is that you're choosing to do in this world is going to fulfill you as a person and as a human as well as providing you the results that you're looking for in terms of what you're actually uh, doing within your business or within your career. Yeah. Can you, can you go into that a little bit about fulfillment and passion and how do you really find that alignment in life? I know a lot of people uh, struggle. They, they like a lot of different things. They think they're passionate about a lot, but kind of the, the path is a little crowded or they don't really know the path to uh, really find that true meaning and find that true purpose. So uh, from your experience, what, is, what have you done to really find that alignment, uh, again, in your purpose and in that journey? Well, I can tell you that when I was a lot younger, um, life was really different back then in terms of opportunity. So I came from the generation of you go to university, you have a career and you're basically in that career forever and then you have a mortgage or that, that sort of that, that conditioned thinking. So at the time when I was, I was, I've always been very, very ambitious and uh, my focus was just to make as much money as possible. So that was like my goal. I just want to be really rich and I want to be really successful. And that meant being in business. So I didn't really look inside within myself to really understand who I am. And I think that's the starting point is that self-awareness. Now there's nothing wrong with having those crazy goals. I mean, I loved that I was so driven. I still am. 
I, I literally just wanted to conquer the world. Like my focus was to be a CEO of like one of the biggest banks in Australia. Like that was my focus. And, uh, and at the time, uh, I was definitely into self-development, but I wasn't really in tune with who I am and my values. And I think values are really a really great starting point because I don't think people realise, especially especially the younger generation, I don't think people realise how important really understanding what your value system is and what your values are because they're really your driving force, they're your compass, they're, they're the things that really... Um, guide you when you're making decisions as simple things as who do you let into your life you know how sometimes when you meet somebody and you just have like this really weird feeling and and you just you just don't know what it is or you've applied for a job you're not 100 percent sure that 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 weird discomfort is because your values aren't aligned and I wish I had known that a little bit younger because for me that was that was really the the one thing that really um that I ignored that probably put me back slightly when it comes to progressing as much as I wanted to within my career. Um, but self-awareness is extremely important. And, and you did mention about, you know, being unsure of what you want to do. Again, being okay about trying different things. And the most amazing thing about the time that we're living right now is that you can try different things without having to spend too much money and just try something online if you can or researching it as much as you possibly can and just trying it for yourself. And, and that's one thing that I didn't do enough of as well is that I didn't try enough because again, life was really, really different back then. So God, I make myself out like I'm so much older, but, but it, really the time was different back then. So I would definitely say self-awareness and really understanding who you are. What does that actually mean? That's, that's probably what people are, thinking, well, I didn't even know, like, how do I even figure out who I am? And the only way you can do that is by one, trusting your intuition and really listening to what your body and your mind is really telling you in each moment. So if something doesn't feel right, listen to that. If something feels right, listen to that. Ask yourself why. Why did this not feel right? Or why did this feel right? What is it about this thing that I'm drawn to? So just keep asking yourself these questions. And that's really one way to be able to truly understand who you are and really find out the things that light you up and the things that don't light you up. Uh, and, and also, I guess one of the things that we're told a lot of is to, to improve our, on our weaknesses. And, uh, and I really don't think that that's really important. I think that you just have to work on your natural gifts and focus on your natural gifts. And I didn't do enough of that when I was younger as well. I was really trying to be, you know, focused on the things that I wasn't as good at if that makes sense. So I hope that answers your question, Sam. Um, I mean, there's so much to it, but if you want to ask more, just go ahead and, and I'll, I'll let you guide the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for uh, opening up about that. And you, you really uh, touched on like the intuition. That's really where I was going. That really gut feeling that almost everyone feels in different situations and in different times in their lives. And it's a, it's a unique feeling because once you get a hold of that feeling and once you realize what that feeling means and you're in tune with uh, your own inner dialogue of, okay, this is what my body and mind is, is telling myself. Um, that, that, I guess, mental shift has happened fairly recently for me. Um, but I, I always had different gut feelings and I've always been very intuitive with my decision 
making. I, I never really uh, made decisions based on like concrete facts or logic or what makes sense at the time, but everything f has to feel right for me. And uh, I never really understood why until I really dug deep into, okay, what intentions am I setting? Is, are my values aligned with uh, what I'm doing in my, my actions? And when everything is in alignment, I really found out that gut feeling that is my intuition um, kind of speaking through its existence. And um, I know one, one activity like I do to really set my intentions and really set my, I guess, subconscious. So my intuition knows is to set my intention before um, two parts of my day, going to sleep and before I meditate. So those are two things or two areas I, I really focus on setting my intuition and setting my intentions uh, correctly. So my subconscious works in those ways while, while I'm not actively conscious. And I've really uh, found a difference uh, that that's made in my day-to-day -day and just really decision-making. And I think that's why a lot of people say like, oh, I'll, I'll sleep on it because their, their intuition and subconscious uh, kind of tells them the answers. I was wondering if you do anything similar to really get in touch with your uh, own subconscious or your own intuition to make sure everything's in alignment. Well, I agree with you. Intuition is powerful. I, I, I really believe that intuition, whether you believe in God or the universe, whatever your belief is, I really believe that, that a higher force is literally speaking to you and is, is telling you and guiding you and saying, this is what you need to do or this is what you should not be doing. And I think, I think what happens is, and I'm, and I'm hoping that there are people that feel this way because that's exactly how I felt for a very long time is I didn't know how to listen to my intuition. Like, what did that actually mean? And I felt that when I was younger, it was quite strong. And then you get caught up, Sam. You get caught up in, and I can only imagine what it's like to be 20 now. One, it would be amazing, but my God, it would be so noisy with everything that you are exposed to on a daily basis, especially through social media. I don't think social media is a bad thing, but I think that some of us use it in not the most constructive way. So that is noise you see, and that is noise. The visuals are noises. Um, the, the, the podcasts that we listen to are noises, the, the shows that we watch. So there's so much going on. There's so much noise. And I know that myself, my noise that I allowed into my life was comparing myself, looking at other people, looking at other people's success, um, you know, bringing myself down, questioning why I couldn't do what they were doing. And, and that was real noise for me, which in a way it, it quietened my intuition. And then I just kept pushing through, pushing through, living this life of almost like a robot. And I was very good at what I did in terms of the financial planning space. And as you mentioned earlier on, you know, I did work my way up and that was really fun and it was really challenging and really competitive and I've got a competitive nature. So again, those results were more important than listening to my intuition. And then what happens over time, and I know I'm digressing here, Sam, but I'm, I promise you there are people that don't really know how to listen to it because they don't even know what it sounds like. They don't even know what it feels like. And over time, what I did, I completely muted it. I didn't even know how to read it anymore. I didn't even know what it sounded like. I didn't even know what it felt like anymore. And then when I did feel something, I would question myself and I would say, is this like even a real thought? Is this even a real feeling? Like, 
is this is this whatever it is that I'm thinking or feeling am I just kind of like making this up and that can definitely happen and uh and the one way that helped me uh I guess reconnect with my intuition were a couple of things one I stopped asking people for their opinion and their advice and I know that sounds really maybe a bit silly or very straightforward but what we do a lot of the time is we have a thought we have a thing that we're thinking about and we speak to our friends or we speak to our family hey what do you think about this or what do you think about that or you do your research and sometimes you just need to take a step back and say this is my life like why am i not asking myself i need to ask myself this question what do i think about this and then when you do ask yourself that question, you need to just literally take a step back and just, if it helps, close your eyes and just be really in tune with how your body reacts to that thought. And when I say be in tune, does your, like, does your body feel expansive or does it feel restricted? It could be the teeny tiniest bit of reaction that you may not be aware of because we're so busy, we're so fast in the things that we do, we, we ignore those little cues and just taking that step back and that's exactly what i did is one stopped asking people and then asking myself and being really in tune with what how my body reacted and that was one way to reconnect and that's the only way right now how i connect to my intuition it doesn't matter how how small or how big the feeling is i don't ignore it because i know that that's my soul speaking to me and that's speaking to my existence and why I'm here on this on this earth. And as 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 over dramatic as that may sound, it's so important because what you're doing over time is it's like a, a muscle. You're you're giving that ability and that muscle the um, the space that it needs to continue to speak to you. And it just gets louder and louder. And then before you know it you're just making decisions purely based on your intuition without even having to really tap into it uh, consciously. So, uh, so that, that's really what I do. I don't have like a set routine in, in a, in a, in a, in a rigid form or anything, but I guess I'm, I'm always checking in because I need to remind myself because I ignored it for so many years, Sam. And to be honest, I only really reconnected to it uh, within the last three years. And I had ignored it for so long and it was screaming out for so many years, but I just, you know, it just didn't matter to me because my career, my results in my mind were more important, but it catches up to you at some stage. And, uh, and that's why I really believe people feel sad and why they, why they feel unhappy or unfulfilled. It's because they're not listening to that intuition that is guiding them to whatever their purpose is. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you mentioned how uh, you, you were ignoring almost like your, your in, internal screams in a sense, and that, that's how you worded it. And that's exactly what I was thinking about as you were explaining this. I, I saw a post, I'm not exactly sure where it was, but um, it was about your body uh, giving you signals on like when to slow down and when to lay off the gas a little bit. And it, it was really stating that your body will whisper to you or your mind will whisper to you before it screams. And a lot of of the time it's so easy to get caught up in those in those micro whispers and just say oh i i just didn't sleep well i i'm just a little tired today i'll i'll take another 
cup of coffee. I'll just scroll on social media for a little bit. And I think we're so wrapped up in a lot of these external factors. And like you said, the, the younger generation, if you're 18, 19, 20 years old listening to this, we, we have so many, so much noise. Really, everyone has so much noise because we all have the same tools. Um, so really taking a step back and realizing sometimes it's okay to be just silent and just be alone yeah. with yourself. And obviously in, in 2020, we're, we're all living through this really unique time. And um, Tima, I know we were talking about it a little bit before this, before this episode saying um, the, I guess this year has been very introspective in, in a lot of ways. So that is definitely a double-edged sword because on one end, it can be really, really uh, beneficial to you because we have so much time for ourselves that we can learn we can grow and we can find ourselves but in the same exact breath the negative side is we have so much time to ourselves and by ourselves so that really leads you into the question of um, asking yourself how do you feel about yourself when you're by yourself and that's something that really really stuck with me but Again, how do you balance the, the outside noise and everything going on on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on TikTok, in the news, uh, current events? There's so much noise out there. How do you kind of create your own safe space and safe environment that mm. you can let your intuition uh, flow through you and really get in mm. tune with that, again, without mm. letting the, the outside noise really uh, impact you? Okay, so I don't believe in balance, Sam. I don't know if that's a bad or a good thing. I just think it's an expectation that either we place on ourselves or we're told, you know, you need to have a balanced life. Yeah, of course we all want balance. And I do believe it exists in some form within the world and, and, and certain parts of like the way the world operates. But do we have balance in the sense of like, you know, me not allowing some things to get to me? I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to pretend and say they don't because of course they do. I'm a human being uh, and I don't have a real sense of balance of how to manage all of the social media, everything else that I need to do. There is compromise. That's how I look at it. I believe that there is compromise and I need to be okay with the fact that there is compromise. So for example, if I'm working on my business, or if I'm doing an interview like this, it means it's time away from my business or time away from my child. And I need to be okay with that. I can't do both at the same time with the attention that it deserves. It's just not going to happen. So I, I believe in more of compromise than imbalance. Um, in terms of uh, uh, being okay to be on my own and especially in the time that we're in right now, just going back to when I was younger, because I know that this is what this podcast is about. I didn't like to be on my own when I was younger. I was really, I didn't like my own company. I was, um, and this is the truth. I mean, I've, I've never really talked about it like this before. I mean, it's not, not that it was negative. It's just that I wanted to be around people. I wanted to feel like I was busy. I just wanted to feel like my day was full you know, I had, I was working three jobs. I was going to university. I had my friends. Um, I was always doing something. And then the moment that I was alone, that's when I found that I felt like I was, I could potentially be going like thinking of and being in like in a dark place. And I just didn't like doing that. And so I'd keep myself busy all the time. 
um, whether it be reading or seeing my friends or working, like I said, I was working three jobs. Uh, I was, uh, I was, I was insane. I was working full time and then I still had my two jobs in the evening and then on the weekend. And then I was going to uni. Like I literally, literally had no time just for myself. Um, but right now what, what helps me push through again, like you were talking about the noise and the isolation that we're all experiencing right now, this unique, this unique thing that we're all, we're all going through is I really, I talk about this all the time, Sam, you have to know like what your purpose is. You really need to understand what that is because that's what pushes you through on a daily basis. Well, that's what pushes me on a daily basis. You know, those, those days where I feel really flat or, those moments where I feel like I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, why am I doing all of this for? You know, what, what is all this hard work for? If you know what you're achieving and if you know what you're connected to and what your, what your vision is, it's, it's really a, not only a game changer, but it, it's a lifesaver. It, it forces you to, to continue to push through because whatever it is that you're doing is so much bigger than who you are and so much bigger than your own existence and it matters so much more. So that's one thing that keeps pushing me through, especially through this concept of balance, because, um, you know, there is so much noise and there is, uh, there are definitely are moments where you, where you definitely question yourself or compare yourself. And for me, the thing that really helps me through all of that is I remind myself why I'm here and what I'm actually trying to achieve. And, Yes, it has a lot to do with me, but a lot of it doesn't have a lot to do with me as well. It's so much more than that. And so that's why it's so, so meaningful to, to myself and, and why I just push through every single day. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's like fi finding your purpose and really knowing your purpose and making sure everything you're doing day to day is aligned with that purpose is super important. Uh, what, I guess, advice would you give to people that are kind of fuzzy on that on that? purpose a lot of uh younger younger people and just i i would argue a lot of people in general they they kind of know what their passions are they know what they do they know their job they know what jobs they like but this whole deeper sense of why i i've seen because mm -hmm. i've struggled with this tremendously in in my past and currently and it's it's a constant um just a constant i guess not even growing pain but just constantly constantly growing through finding my why and making sure everything's mm -hmm. aligned with that why and that purpose. So again, kind of going back, I know you touched on it a little bit before, but for anyone out there struggling to really find that deeper, deeper purpose on why they are on this planet, what advice would you give them? Oh my gosh, it's such a big question, Sam. It's such a big question. And, and you're right. So many people struggle with this. It's not just 18, 20 year olds. I mean, I, I've worked with clients, they're in their forties and their fifties that look like they have everything like super successful money, the family, the houses, you know, the, all of that success. And they feel that they, they don't even know why they're here. So it happens all the time. Um, I think what's really important, especially if you're really young is to, allow yourself to evolve. Like you don't need to figure it out. I don't believe anybody has figured anything out really. I think we're all just living and trying to work it out as we go along. And that's really important to say that. I'm not saying that there are people that haven't, haven't got a process or haven't got something that, they, that they're 
implementing on a daily basis. Yes, absolutely. But has anybody really, really figured out what life is and what this world is? I don't know. I think it's, that's what the beauty of life is that you're not really meant to figure it out. Like it's an, it's an evolving process because we are creatures that, that adapt and we grow and we change. So are we ever really going to figure that part out? I don't think so, but we can definitely get clarity around what our purpose is a hundred percent. And, and the starting point there is, is one to really understand what your natural gifts are. That was my starting point, Sam. You know, I went through this whole process myself um, about three years ago when I left the financial planning industry. And you've got to remember, it's a lot harder when you're older because you have so much more to lose. But when you're younger, it's a little bit easier, but it feels like it's so much harder because you're trying to figure out your life. And one, one thing that I really want to stress again is you don't have to figure it out now. Just allow yourself to grow and evolve. But self-awareness is really important. And really know what you're really good at. You know, what, you're, what are your natural gifts? And people talk about passion. And I just want to touch on this really, really quickly is that you don't have to be super passionate about whatever your purpose is. And that sounds really contradictory. And what I'm actually saying there is you don't have to love this thing or, or be so passionate about this thing because people talk, you've got to love it. You've got to be passionate. You can start off with a little bit of curiosity. And it's a question that you can ask yourself and say, okay, am I really curious about this thing? And you will know, you will actually know. Like, for example, um, you know, even the work that I'm doing, I didn't wake up one morning saying, I'm going to be a LinkedIn content creator. Like that wasn't even a thought that I had. I'm, I'm so passionate about being a LinkedIn content creator. I mean, that wasn't even a title I gave myself. It was probably given to you as well, Sam. It's just something that's given to you, right? I didn't wake up thinking, well, that's my purpose. No, I just started off with a, a really curious feeling, a curious thought about something that I was really interested in. And I built from there. And I grew that passion from there. So I just want to make that whole concept of passion give people a different perspective because, again, it's unnecessary pressure that the world is putting on, on all of us. Um, but the starting point is definitely self-awareness and asking yourself what your natural gifts are. What are natural gifts? Another word is strengths, okay? I just think gifts are a lot. It's, it's a lot more meaningful. And it allows you to really ask yourself, what are the things that come naturally to you that may not mean much to you, but it's very valuable to somebody else. So I'll give you an example. So for me, I didn't realize speaking was a natural gift for me. I just thought, this is just how I am. This is just how I speak. And I didn't realize that the way I deliver information, the way, like even my voice, I didn't realize that that was anything special. These are things that, that people have said to me and over time, you know, you, it's things that people say to you, like, thank you so much for explaining that. I had no idea that I could look at it this way or I, I didn't understand it this way, but you've shown me, you've given me another perspective or you've, you've inspired me. So these are all the things that I, I gathered information over the years and I thought, okay, what are the things that I'm really, really good at that I don't, that I literally take for granted, but it has value to somebody else. And one was, one was communication. And another one was encouragement and inspiring people uh, that came very naturally to me as well. So these are the things that I really would love your audience to ask themselves is don't worry about the things that people are telling you to improve on. The improvement is important if it's something that's going to help you 
build this purpose and this vision that you're actually aiming toward. But put that to the side for now and ask yourself, what are the things that come naturally to you that you may not think are major, but are, are actually quite important in, in terms of what your purpose can look like. So that's your starting point. And another point is to really look at your this identity, this person that you want to become. Who is this ideal person that you want to become? And really visualize that person and really imagine what it's like to be that person. And again, ask yourself, how would this person manage their health, their wealth, their career, their goals, all of those areas in your life? How would this person that you are aspiring to become manage all of these areas in their life? And then think about <clears throat> their behaviors and the things that they implement on a daily basis. And what I'm really trying to get people to do here is to really construct themselves to be this person that lives that purpose, if that makes sense. So it's, it's those things. And if, if anyone in your audience wants this, I'm happy to give them, you know, basically the structure of all of this that they can work through. That was really the exact process that I did to go through my purpose. But the starting point is, is really understanding yourself, but also looking at your natural gifts. That's your starting point. I mean, look, there's so much to say here, Sam. Um, I'm not selling anything to audience. I'll literally just give it to them. So if they want it and they want more help, please just direct message me on LinkedIn and let me know that you've come from Sam's podcast and I'll give you everything that you need because I, I really have a soft spot for young people and I really want to help as much as I possibly can. But they're, they're really your two starting points. Um, identity through behavior or identity drives behavior, excuse me, is a real big part of this because once you know who you want to become and you know what your natural gifts are, you can formulate your purpose. You can actually create that. It's not something you actually find. Uh, not in my opinion anyway. I really believe it's something that you can create. And that was something that helped me do all of the things that I'm doing today because I was stuck in this whole process of I'm looking for my purpose. I'm looking, I'm looking, I couldn't find it. And I was looking for years and years and years. And then, you know, I got into my 30s and I still didn't find it. I'm like, this is insane. Like, how do you find your purpose? And then I came to this realization of, well, you don't, maybe you don't find it. Maybe you just take control and you just, you just create it yourself. Like, I'm not going to wait anymore. This is, this is ridiculous. You know, I, I need to know what, what I'm doing with my life. I need to know why I'm here. And, and this is this concept of creating your purpose. And, uh, and it's really, really powerful. You don't have to look for it anymore. You can just create it and be that person you want to be and have a new vision for yourself and build it and create it and evolve and as I mentioned early on in this piece, Sam, is that don't have this expectation that it's set in stone. This purpose can evolve with you because naturally you're going to change as a human being. Hopefully anyway, you'll grow. And when you grow, there are things that won't be as appealing to you as they were five years ago. And that's okay. And it'll just evolve over time. So this is why I don't want these beautiful young people to think that they have to figure it out because you don't have to. It's just literally step by step, piece by piece, and you create it as you go along. And it's a really beautiful process if you look at it as, as though you are creating it for yourself. So 
Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. And two, two things really stuck out. Um, and I, I kind of group purpose and passions kind of into the same category when I know a lot of young people where we have so much pressure and specifically in, in high school and in the college, college ages to find really two things in, in high school where really pressured into finding the right college and finding what we want to do with our lives. And I think mm -hmm. that is such an insane question to ask, what, 16, 17, 18 year olds of, oh, hey, what, what do you want to do for the rest of your life when they haven't even experienced anything outside of uh, the, the bubble that high school is and just kind of teenage relationships are. And that really just gets me thinking of of purpose. And um, like you said, with that, with that starting point, it really all comes down to like self-awareness, but then also just getting started. Nothing is just going to fall magically into your lap. You're not going to just wake up one day saying, oh, this is my purpose. This is why I'm on this planet. It takes actual work. And we're never really yeah. taught that, hey, it, it does take a lot of introspective work, kind of use, using that phrase, if you will, to find these purpose, find these purposes and passions uh, that we have in life. So for anyone listening out there that might be struggling to find your why, and whether, whether you're 18 years old or 88 years old, like the, the, the journey to find your passions and purpose take, takes work no matter where, where you're, you're at. But don't just expect it to fall into your lap. Uh, Timmy, you said it perfectly. Mm -hmm. Like you need to start. You you can't just wait wait around for it to kind of come into into fruition. Um, so that's kind of the the purpose and passion side of things. And another another uh, thing you mentioned is. Um, your, your identity. And I wrap identity and ego kind of in the, in the same bucket as well. And I know Tom, uh, Tom and Lisa, Bill, you uh, both say it. Uh, they, they say wrap your identity around being a learner because a lot of people wrap their identity around external factors. So they, they look for validation in others, whether it's social media likes, whether it's friend groups, uh, the appearance they have on, on the outside world, editing their photos, just so numbers in their bank account, followers, the list goes on and on. And as, as we live in such a busy world uh, with crazy headlines and just crazy things happening, it's super easy to get sucked in to those, uh, to those external factors. So a lot of people, especially growing up, it's super easy to wrap your whole identity around these external factors. If you're the cool kid in, in school, you need to have a lot of friends. You need to play football. You need to be a cheerleader. All of these things we hear kind of growing up that we've, we've seen. And that really leads to a, to a broken identity because as people push on it more, it breaks. But then going back to that original point of wrapping your identity around being the learner, if you can kind of go into any situation that you, that life throws at you saying, I can learn something from this, then mm -hmm. as life pushes on that identity more and more, it gets stronger mm -hmm. and stronger. And so Absolutely. that, yeah, that really just leads me to self-development in general and really starting in uh, not being so stressed out over, I don't know, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know my passion. I don't know my purpose. But if you just look at every situation you're going through as a lesson to be learned and you're in the perfect situation for your life, for who you are, I think that's, that's helped me tremendously. And I can obviously only speak on, on my behalf. Um, 
But yeah, I just wanted to I just wanted to share that with the audience. So I'll I'll throw it back uh, to you, Tima. This this conversation is flying by. I'm sure um, you've had a bunch of uh, a bunch of podcasts, obviously, and conversations like this when you just kind of get wrapped up and just uh, you're you tune everything out and you get into a really solid flow state. And I know Mark Metry talks about this a lot in the the concept of flow and. I, again, I relate flow a lot to passions and like, what, what do you really love doing? So for me, it's having these conversations. You said you, you love speaking and that's a natural gift to you. Um, I, mm-hmm. I think I fall into the same boat. I just love communicating and just telling stories mm-hmm. and having these conversations. So for you, is there anything else um, that you find real, I guess, fulfillment in where you kind of get into a flow state as well, where you can tune out the outside world and you're kind of just in your zone and you're you're in in Tima's own little world if if you will is there is there anything outside of maybe speaking and content creation that people people don't know um that's a really good point it's probably when I'm with my daughter Zara um I never thought that motherhood was something that I'd that I'd really love like because I've always been so career driven this probably doesn't really apply to your audience because they're so young but um but yeah, so just, you know, I really, I mean, flow with that because she's kind of like my little experiment as well. So I'm in a way like instilling all of these mindset uh, structures and all of these things that I want her to have from a young, young age. So I'm in real flow when I'm around her, like we're obviously extremely connected. We're even more connected now with uh, this global, uh, you know, situation. Um but I do love reading. I love learning. I really do, Sam. Uh, I really love my podcast as well. I love interviewing people. I think that's a real strength of mine. It's, it's something I just genuinely love. I just love connecting with people. I love learning about people. I love um, learning what, how their mind works, you know, their thought process. I love breaking that down, you know, similar to what you're doing with me today. You really asked me a lot of questions um, in a way that, I haven't really answered in in this way before. So I commend you for that. Like just, you know, being in that kind of state where you can really connect with someone that you've never met like this. I find it really powerful. I really love doing that. So, so they're the things that I really do love, but I mean, other stuff is just, I love being around nature. I love being around trees. God, how many times have I used the word love? Like probably 50 times in, in one minute now, but, um, but yeah, in terms of flow, uh, those things are really important in my life and also praying. Praying is a huge part of my life. It's kind of like my version of meditation. Um, all those things really help me just show up in the way that I do when it comes to my work or my content or being a parent, uh, all those sort of things. So, I mean, they're nothing overly exciting. Sorry, audience. But, yeah, that's pretty much pretty much it. So, yeah, ab- absolutely. And um, I think that that goes back to like one of my one of my favorite uh, sayings over over my right shoulder of doing shit you love. Um, I think yeah. we're we're in a very unique time where uh, I know we started the conversation about talking about this, this introspective way and how how that's kind of a double edged sword, because a lot mm-hmm. of time by yourself can be amazing. But then a, a lot of time by yourself can be detrimental to your to your health and relationship with yourself if you get down in a and I guess a, a bad place because we see like the media put so much pressure especially on people during this quarantine time 
if you don't get, come out of quarantine 10 times better than you went in, you're, you're a failure. And it just puts even more pressure in an already stressful and hard time to live. Everyone is, has their own stresses. Everyone uh, is going through similar, similar things with the, with the world and the current situation. So again, if you're, if you're listening out there, take a step back. And I would just really, really encourage you to find the flow of your own, whether, whether you're a parent, whether you're a son, daughter, uh, you just love going on walks, like spend time with the ones you love and do shit you love. Whether that's yeah. going on walks, spending time in nature, <laughs> um, crocheting, playing basketball, Every, everyone has their own, uh, I guess, unique, unique little uh, quirks and hobbies and interests they love. So um, I, I would really, really suggest you guys do, do more shit you love and don't, don't live through what other people tell you to do. Um, that's just a, a common theme I really try to implement into my life. And there's definitely a, a famous um, Steve Jobs uh, clip that uh, when he was, when Steve Jobs was on his deathbed, he, he stated like every single day he would wake up and look into the mirror and ask himself, if this is my last day on earth, is this what I would do today? If the answer is no, for too many consecutive days or weeks, change paths. And I think we're all living through um, that kind of same, uh, same tunnel of a path where we can get stuck into our day-to-day -day a, a lot of the times and we can just get into the same routines and uh, maybe you have self-destructive habits that you, you're struggling to break. I, again, I think this whole uh, a theme for this whole uh, conversation uh, we've had is take a step back and reflect and just really make sure everything in, is in tune with your with your intuition so um, that's my that's my little rant about doing shit you no, love it's, no that's amazing and and to just to add to that if you don't know what you love because that could be something that people are struggling with the only way you will know is by just trying different things again, just try different things and figure it out because I didn't really have very many hobbies when I was younger because I was so focused on my career. I didn't really, you know, when you go to a job interview or on your resume, I don't know if they still do these, but they'd say hobbies. I'm like, I didn't really have any, I didn't know what I liked because I didn't do very much. I was just so focused on, and I didn't have enough like fun to be able to take a step back. So, so I would definitely suggest that if you don't know what it is, just, just try different things and it doesn't matter how ridiculous it is. Just, as long as it makes you happy and no one needs to know about it. It can be your own little secret and that's okay. <laughs> as long as it makes you happy. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'll, I'll kind of add one more thing before I ask you the final question. Being, being a content creator, essentially, we, we both create content. We both have kind of these online personas, if you will. Yes, they are just ourselves. You're Tima and I'm Sam. And it's, it's pretty blatant, but I, I've struggled a lot of the time opening up to my own hobbies and my own interests. So I've, I've been really trying to shift my content to be more inclusive of my whole life and who I really am because um, I, love, I love snowboarding specifically. And that's what I like wrap my whole life around for 
pretty much five, six years before jumping into entrepreneurship. And it's what I loved. I found flow states every single time I went out. Uh, that's what I did uh, as a job from 14 to 18. So everything was centered around snowboarding. But once I hopped into entrepreneurship, I kind of gave that up. And uh, I was just so focused on building and creating content and having these podcasts that I kind of forgot uh, that I love, I love snowboarding. So mm-hmm. recently I started just talking about that more on just on social media specifically and a lot of people just had no idea I snowboarded and I'm like really I I thought I always talk about this but specifically for content creators it's super super easy to find this online persona and just stick with it and if you find a, a little niche that works uh, you don't deviate from that but I would really suggest you guys uh, again like bash into the walls like don't don't put a box around yourself that you create you you have the freedom especially if you if you have a platform and if you work to have a platform and a community um, you, you sharing those small interests with the world that will just help you grow more because more people can relate to you. So Tima, I was, I was just wondering if you've gone through anything similar where you've kind of found a struggle, not, not a balance, but maybe a a counterbalance and a, an opposite pull of, okay, here's professional Tima. I'll talk about personal branding and coaching and business and marketing and content creation and that side. But then where does, where does like the personal side of you come in and your relationship with your, with your daughter and uh, personal feelings? And again, there's this whole counterbalance there. So I was wondering if, if you uh, found any way to help with that, that alignment, I guess, between the two. That's a really good question. It's interesting because, oh my goodness. Okay, so when people first meet me, they, in a way, like they expect to meet somebody different but they meet the person that they see on the camera. And uh, it's probably the same thing with you too, Sam. It's like, oh, you're actually like the person that I watch. And I'm like, well, yes, of course. Like, what else would you expect? And, uh, and in my head, I don't really think too much about it until someone says something to me. Um, but so the way I do my content is, it's interesting, Sam, because I, I, when I first started to create content, I didn't think, I didn't want to be anybody else because I knew that, I couldn't and I knew that I wasn't this young and cute 25 year old like that just was not going to work for me and so I just had to be myself and so with that I just kind of like continued but I kind of in a way made a decision of well how much of myself or how much of my personal life do I talk about because you know when when you're a parent you want to protect your family you don't want to be uh, overexposing them to things that they may not want to be a part of So my focus, say, for example, on the LinkedIn platform, it is purely just business, uh, you know, educational content. I do at times, there are a couple of videos where Zara is in them, but I don't want her to feel like she needs to be a part of something that she may not necessarily want to be a part of when she's older because she might think it's fun now, but maybe in 10 years' time, she might not like that. So I'm very mindful of that. And also, too, I don't necessarily want my brand and my business to be reliant on constantly exposing my life into it, if that makes sense. So there's, I've seen people do that and I find that really scary. So that's not to say that I'm not being truthful. I am. I share that part of my life on Instagram. I think on LinkedIn, it's not necessarily what people want to see. And the ones that follow me on Instagram see more of, 
more of the behind the scenes, if that makes sense. So they see more of the, uh, you know, the little snippets of Zara during the day or, you know, because we're homeschooling right now. So sometimes I'll include her in the background, um, like on stories, or if there's something that I'm, I guess, you know, uh, an opinion that I have, like, say, politically, I'll, I might share a little bit of that on Instagram. But but I am still very much myself. I don't really feel like I'm any different to what I am on online, but I don't share everything, if that makes sense. And I think that that's really, really important. So I just, I've just placed boundaries. But in terms of having an online persona, I'm, I am the person that I show. I just don't show every part of my life. But I show me, if that makes sense. I just don't show everything else that's attached to me because that's not something I want to get into. I think that they can definitely get very, very messy. Yeah. And then what am I teaching my daughter Zara? Sorry. Yeah. No, go go ahead. That worries, that worries me too. Like what am I teaching her is to show so much of her life from such a young age. You know, she's only 10 and that scares me. I don't want her to feel like, you know, everything we do, we have to put it on camera. Like, no, you know, I, I just don't, uh, that, that really definitely is, is, a fear, is a fear of mine. And so I'm very protective of that. And, um, and you know, being 10, you know, she, she loves TikTok. She loves all those sort of things. So I, I'm very mindful of how I show up so that she learns how much to show and how much not to show if she chooses that path. Because I think it's really important to honour your own life and be private to some degree. Because if you give everything away, Sam, nothing has meaning anymore so that that's really how i've how i've set it up for myself and i i love that um we we kind of take different different styles and different approaches which makes 100% sense we're complete we are we're in completely different situations with our lives and i yeah. i think that's just a really good example of going back to the same theme of self awareness of realizing what you want to build and what you kind of want to be remembered for is it aligned with your values how are you showing up every day and really having that conversation with yourself and again there's no yeah. right or wrong way to do it your way isn't isn't right or wrong my way isn't right or wrong it's kind of just the path we're we're both on and i commend yeah, you for that exactly Exactly. And look, you know what, you're, you're super young, Sam, like you, you, you know, you've, you're like, you're in a different space. Do you get what I'm saying? You've got a different audience as well. And I didn't know you were into snowboarding. I always knew you were cool. And like, this guy's just so cool. Like I, it makes sense that you're a snowboarder. So I can't wait to see more of that, to be honest. Um, but yeah, there are things that you know that if people want to know more of, then of course I'll talk about it more. But if they want to see more of my daughter every single day, that's just not going to happen. That that's super. That's that's breaching my value system. That's like no, she's my world, and I need to protect her. And and you know how some people can be online too, Sam. No matter how amazing your content is and how non-insulting it is. I'm sure you get negative feedback, right? So imagine if I expose my child to that and they're saying bad things about her, I'll, uh, I'll probably want to, I don't know, annihilate people. Like it's just, you know, a side of them, a me that they probably don't want to see, I'll turn into a lion. Like she's my child. You don't, don't do that. So, so yeah. So, um, but yeah, you're in a different space, Sam. So I kind of wish I was a bit younger, like 19 or 20, but then again, I'm like, well, maybe it's a good thing because there's so much pressure for these young people to like have to show everything about themselves and you don't have to. That's why the word sacred is such a beautiful word. It's really nice to keep things sacred to yourself. And you don't have to share everything. And there's so much, so much strength in that. 
and so much self-respect for yourself with that. And, um, and it's kind of nice, you know, not everyone should know everything about you. You don't have to be like a Kim Kardashian all the time. Just, just do what it feels right to you. So. Yeah. And that's, that's absolutely beautiful. And as kind of, we, we wrap up this, this podcast here, is there any last lesson or any last, uh, really just statement or question you, you want to leave the audience with again, anything that you really wish you knew or you asked yourself when you're kind of first starting out, uh, in, in this whole journey of, of life, if you will. Of life. Well, I already touched on, you know, being aligned and, and having meaning to whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, the other thing, so a couple of things. So the other thing is just to not be a part of this concept of waiting. Just don't wait. As cliche as that is, I truly mean it from the bottom of my heart. Do not wait. Just go try different things, no matter what the result is. Just go try. And the other thing that I would love is I wish I understood these terms were not existent when I was um, 18 or 19, but having a fixed mindset and having a growth mindset. So I believe you and I very much love Tom Bilyeu and we both have been very much inspired by by his work. And he talks a lot about fixed mindset and growth mindset. And I definitely would have taken that information on and just eaten it up as, as a young 18 20 year old teamer if I was given that information. So if you do want to know the difference, um, you know, Sam mentioned being a learner, that's having a growth mindset, but what does that actually mean? Go read the book mindset. It's an incredible book. I really highly recommend it. It's so easy to read and it teaches you not only the difference, but how to change your mindset and how to change your perspective of the world and know that no matter who you are, you are still in control and you can change that. And the beautiful thing is everything is a skill. Everything in this world is a skill. You know, walking is a skill. Eating is a skill. Talking is everything is a skill. So whatever it is that you choose or this person that you're choosing to become, they're all skills that you have to learn. And this book really teaches you and this concept of what a fixed and a growth mindset is and how to live a growth mindset. It's really, really powerful. So I would highly recommend that as well. Absolutely. Mindsets by Carol Dweck specifically. Yes, Carol Dweck. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, I just wanted to say thanks for, thank you so much for your time and uh, finally getting connected. I know we've, uh, we've chatted just on the internet for the past uh, about year and a half now. So it was, yes. uh, I'm, I'm definitely grateful that we can finally sit down and, and chat and kick it uh, for a little bit here. So for anyone listening out there, where, where can the people find you, reach out to you? Um, and I'll link LinkedIn is probably your main place, but uh, it is is my main place. (laughs) (laughs) It is my main place, but you're more than welcome to um, connect with me on Instagram as well. And uh, and yeah, I'm sure Sam will have all of all of the information there, but mainly LinkedIn and Instagram. And I do have my own podcast as well that I'm relaunching at some stage in a few weeks. And um, but yeah, but thank you so much, Sam. It's such an honor to be here. And let me just acknowledge you because. I don't know. I'm sure your audience have seen you just, you know, uh, evolve over time. But, you know, I remember one of the first videos I watched of you and I, I instantly just felt connected. I'm like, I really like this guy, Sam, you know, he's really, you're really like honest from the very beginning. I, I really feel that you were one of the very few that showed up in a way 
that you were kind of like okay to expose parts of you and parts of the things that you were experiencing going along and what I love about your evolution is that you have created real success for yourself and you haven't given up and the times where things didn't work you talked a lot about it and then you talked about the things that you were going to implement to, to try and, and, and do and uh, not only does that take courage, it takes real strength and self-awareness to go. And that's, that's a real growth mindset there. That's a learner mindset is, you know what, I'm just, I'm okay. Like I'm, I've, I've made mistakes, I've lost, but I'm just going to keep going. And I love that and that you shared that with all of us. And, you know, it was such a inspiration for me as well. Um, just to say, okay, you've got this, you know, young person that is so determined and so driven, it kind of just like even inspired me just to want to keep going as well, because everything looks easy and smooth on camera, like when you watch people's lives, but there's so much going on behind the scenes that you don't know about. And you shared some of that stuff that we didn't know about. And I'm sure there was so many more things that you didn't talk about, but the fact that you kept going and you've just created all this success for yourself is, is really amazing. So I just wanted to acknowledge that. And I think you're incredible. And, uh, and I think you're really, really making a difference in people's lives. Thank you. Like that's, it just warms my heart. Like that's the main reason why I'm, I'm kind of in this space. And I think everyone goes through their own, their own struggles. And if, if you see anyone online that has a perfect life and there's no, no bumps in the road and there's no pivots and failures and losses, they're, they're hiding a lot of different things. So I just want to say like, I, that means way more than you, than you think. Um, and just these relationships and these connections will, will stick with me throughout my whole life. And um, mm -hmm. again, being at such a young, impressionable age and just, uh, having the having the opportunity to learn from people like you and really having people like you in in my network um is it just means the world and that's again that's why i i do what i do so again from the bottom of my heart like thank you for that you you'll never know how much that actually means um from yeah i i go on and on but i just wanted to let no, you know my like, pleasure we learn from you too sam like we're all in awe of you as well so you know just because we're all doesn't mean we're not learning from you my gosh <laughs> uh, my the people i learn the most from are from people younger than me now honestly because the, the, the guts and the courage that all these younger people have right now it just inspires me like even just thinking about now like there's two other people in my life that are younger and they're both entrepreneurs and they're just they're just killing it and they're just doing such an amazing job. And I'm like, if they can do it, I can do it. Yes. I'm a thousand years older than them, but I can do it as well because they're inspiring me and it's energy, isn't it? It's energy. So, so well done on everything. And thank you again for having me on the show. I really, really appreciate it. Tima, thank you for, for hopping on. And, uh, that's, that's all for this episode of Starting Blank. Again, uh, follow Tima on any social media. Um, LinkedIn is definitely her main Instagram, and I will link her podcast in the show notes uh, down below. And uh, you guys should definitely follow her. She just, uh, she just spreads even more wisdom that uh, you've heard on this uh, hour-long podcast. So again, Tima, thank you for your time, and uh, we're signing off.